It is Monday, May 8th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Sixers even up their series with the Celtics. And so do the Suns with the Nuggets. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Denver Nuggets fall in game four. Phoenix ties up the series. The Sixers in overtime. Best the Celtics and even up their series at two games apiece. And Garrett Cole gets caught up to what is the Vegas lead, Scott? We'll start with the NBA playoffs and let, let's start with the Sixers game because I've been getting a lot of heat lately, AJ, and, and it always happens. It's like revisionist history. Well, maybe it's not revisionist history. Maybe it's a, it's a bad way of saying it. Maybe it's just recency bias is yeah. the way to put yeah. it. Because after James Harden has a monster game one against the Celtics. And then vanishes for two games. But, but I'm just saying, <laughs> let's just let's just start with after game one. I get tweets. When is Scott finally going to apologize to James Harden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a James Harden hater. Look at what he did. You know, 45 points. And then game two and game three disappears. And then game four, I'll acknowledge, he had a good performance. And he hit the big three at the end. Good performance maybe an understatement. 42 points with the big three at the end that gave them the win. Okay. Nine assists, eight rebounds. One turnover. Good game. That's okay. Good game. Is that what we're going to call it? All right. He had a good game. Okay. <laughs> I'll acknowledge it. James Harden had a good game. It wasn't a fantastic game. No. Steph Curry has fantastic games. This was just This good was game. a good game. This is like a pat on the back. Hey, nice job, pal. I- I'd give a high five. Okay. Maybe like a fist bump. <laughs> good game. It was a good game from James Harden. All right. And now everyone's coming after me again. Of course. Because I have to apologize for being a James Harden hater. Again. I revert back to game two and game three, the disappearing act, which will probably happen again in game five, if we're being honest. But yesterday, James Harden, good game. Yeah. Good game. So let's just say, how about averaging 29 points per game in these playoffs, in this series? You can say that, yes. Which is enough to warrant a high five, I think. I said, this bump, <laughs> high five, partial handshake, yes. But the Celtics had more than one, two, three opportunities to win this game. I I understand that Joe Missoula doesn't like taking timeouts. And that was the thing that they kept saying on the broadcast. Oh, he trusts his team to go out there and, and, and make a play. He doesn't like using the timeouts and advancing the ball and designing up plays, whatever. But two times in the closing seconds, the Celtics just looked unorganized. And I get it. You put the ball in the hands of Jason Tatum, and he's your best player, and you let him make a play. And both times, he found Marcus Smart for open shots. So I can't blame the looks that they got. The one at the end of regulation was, I mean, you don't get a better look than that. And Marcus Smart was just short on the three. But in overtime, when it's not a tie game, you're losing by one. 
I don't know how you don't call a timeout there and establish what you want to do. And instead, you let all that time run out. And the best look you get is Marcus Smart after the buzzer. This is where, and this is LeBron used to get this all the time too. Like if you're a superstar and you've got an opportunity to finish the game and you choose to defer, you're responsible for whatever happens. Mm. So and now you're blaming Tatum. I, if if Jason Tatum drives to the rack with a chance to win the game and gets fouled or even a lot of things shot, can happen yeah. for Jason Tatum as opposed to passing up the ball. And I'm not. And this isn't me saying like Jason Tatum made a poor choice. Like you said, he had a guy with two wide open looks. Uh, the, maybe the overtime one wasn't exactly wide open. All he did make that the one doesn't matter. That one was that straight one, down the middle. He yeah, drains it. He drains it, but Just it was a, after the buzzer. A tick too late. The the look in, at the end of regulation, I thought was what a play. They all collapsed on Tatum, and Smart was wide open. That's the one that he you have to make. So I don't blame him for passing that one up. I I just blame. Maybe it, not just Tatum. I think Missoula. I think the entire Celtics, when you're down one, you can't just milk the clock and look for the final shot of the game. I think you have to press. You have to attack because you have to give yourself an opportunity that if you miss the shot, you can play the free throw game. Yeah. Because if you're down one and you miss the shot and you foul on the rebound, even if there's two seconds left, even if there's .3 seconds left, whatever. When they make two free throws, you're down three, and in the NBA, you call a timeout, and you advance the ball to half court. Yeah. And so then you're just an inbound and a shot and a three away from tying the game. So I did not agree with the late-game situations by the Celtics, and the announcers kept saying it. He's not calling a timeout. He's going to let him play. Yeah. It, it's, it's always good when it works out. And it didn't it work out not once, but twice in yesterday's game. Yeah, uh, certainly something they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to digest and decide. Like, hey, what what happens the next time we're in that situation? Again, I'm not saying that Tatum made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think he made the right decision both times. It's but it's decisions, not outcomes, is sometimes a hard thing to swallow. Yep. when the outcome isn't what you want. Uh, taking a look at the series price right now, we're tied at two games apiece. Celtics minus three thirty. Oof. On the comeback, Sixers plus two sixty. Man, that's uh, it, it, that still feels long on this. Like this is a tie series, mm-hmm. but the Sixers have shown they can play with them. And really, sure, but the Celtics and, and, have the home court advantage. Yes, the game last night or, or yesterday afternoon, I guess, was a, a close game. Yes, won it overtime. <laughs> For most of the game, it was not close. The Sixers were dominant. Mm. Like they had about an average lead of eight nine points for most of that basketball game. Just feels like a little a little disrespectful still to this. But I've been saying that th- this whole series. Yep. Game five on uh, tomorrow night is Celtics minus seven with a total of 214 and a half. You think the seven's too much? I think uh, it's funny. Game to game, I don't know. I don't game, know if that, that game, seems about the, right. Game one spread. Well, game one, we can't count game one because that was without Embiid. So game two which, again, was not a uh, healthy Embiid. It was just, you know, Embiid came back and after winning the MVP. That was Celtics minus 7.5. So there is 
a slight adjustment. I, I guess, I'm going to say, yeah, the then, yeah, it's too much. It's too much still. Seven. Like, like the idea that this series is tied 2 2, and, and what one of the things you just said really sunk in with me. The Sixers played one game without Embiid. Yeah. And one game with like half a, of a half of an Embiid. And it's a tie series. Minus 330 doesn't seem right to me, or it just doesn't feel fair. I, I, I still continue to believe the Sixers are undervalued here. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think that there's two, and I get why there's Celtics love. They, they, they're the one that's, have, they're the ones that have been there and done mm-hmm. that. And there are still questions, I suppose, about, uh, about Embiid's health, but I, I think that number's too long. Elsewhere yesterday, uh, the Suns even up their series with the Nuggets, a 129-124 win. Devin Booker, 36 points, 12 assists. Nikola Jokic goes off for 53 points. That's a lot. With 11 assists and one technical foul for making contact with the Suns owner. Yeah, and he did find, he, he did make contact with the owner. Though the owner appears to pl- like be, does he also <laughs> own a soccer team? Like what? I, I'm not sure of all, all that he's uh, responsible for. It was a very for. weird situation. So if you didn't watch what happened last night, the ball goes out of bounds, and Matt Ishbia, who is is he like the full owner? Is he partial owner? He's he's something. Um, anyway, I guess he's the owner. Oh, whatever. He has the ball in his hands like he's holding the basketball and Jokic like there was a a Suns player that was like laying on the laps of the people that were in the front row there and so Ishbia is like making sure the player gets up safely and Jokic comes over and tries to grab the ball and Ishbia like doesn't give him the ball and so Jokic rips it out of his hands and so, Sorry, like, it, listen, if you're a fan, you're holding on to the ball, you got to let go. And after he rips it out of his hands, <laughs> he uh, he stands up and Jokic kind of gives him a little bit of a shove. It's minimal. And then Ishbia just, like, falls back like he's flopping like it's soccer. There was a shove there, though, I will say. There was a shove. There was a shove. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. If, that, if it were just Joe Blow fan in the front row, does Jokic get a technical foul, or does the fan get ejected? The fan gets tossed. That's what I'm saying yeah. here. Yeah. Jokic got a technical foul. Uh, Matt Ishbia, by the way, is the majority owner of the Suns and the Mercury. 43 years old. Damn. Whoa. Wow. What a life. Kind of puts things into perspective, right? I mean, one year older than me. And he's a billionaire businessman who so owns the Suns. So you're saying I've got a few months to get my yeah. shit together. Yeah. He's the, he's the chairman, CEO of Mortgage Lender. United Wholesale Mortgage. How is this dude a billionaire? I've never even like heard of this like mortgage. I don't know. He's, many, he's doing all right how many though. Billionaires are there out there? He's doing all uh, right. Yeah, he's doing fine. Um, so the the Jokic gets the technical. Obviously, everyone's talking about that after the game. Will there be a fine? Yeah. I, I don't know if there's gonna be a fine for it. Like again, maybe if Ishbia makes a stink of it, they could find Jokic something, but. I didn't think that his actions warranted a fine or an ejection or whatever it was. But the Suns come away with the win, 129-124. They even up the series at two games apiece. And I, I don't know where I lean on this series, if I'm being completely honest. Because I've said from the get-go the Suns win this. And I even said on the Dream Pod, I'd take the Suns at the plus 280 price, which now... Suns are plus 135. 
Denver minus 165. So I've always been on the Suns' side. But this win last night, and even the win in game number three, it's not like the Suns were dominant in both of those games. There was there was never a double-digit lead for either team in, in this game last yeah. night. This was a, this was a well-contested cl- – like but, I was saying, the, the Sixers-Celtics game, uh-huh. the Sixers dominated for the most part. They go to overtime, obviously, yeah. so the Celtics had to make a run there late. But the Sixers controlled the majority of that game. This game was was back and forth like for, for most of the entirety uh-huh. of the game. Nuggets had a little bit of an early lead. But like the entire second and third quarter, these teams were were trading baskets. Yeah, my point is, is that even though we're tied at two two, we are not far off from this just being a Denver sweep. Because Denver clearly outplayed them in games one and two. Game three, okay, Suns had a big fourth quarter. They won the game. Uh, this game, as you mentioned, was back and forth. It was close. No one had a big lead. So we're not that far away from Denver actually ending this series. But that's the thing, though. When you have a good team, a great team like the Phoenix Suns, you can't let them breathe. You can't let them in because you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And now all of a sudden they go out there and they steal this next game. I'm not so sure the series doesn't end in six games. It, it wouldn't shock me. Someone someone other than Jokic has to really step up. And Jamal Murray played a, a good game. Uh, not my, a James Harden good game, you're not a, Not that level okay. of a good game. Okay. Michael Porter Jr. may be, like, one of the biggest boneheads <laughs> uh, in the NBA. It, it, but there was just no – there weren't any ancillary pieces stepping up and, and really throwing in on this game. So it felt like a, a, a two-on-five situation where – Although, I mean, I guess it was sort of the Durant and Booker show on the other side. I think the 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 Nuggets need to have someone step up uh, and be that third guy. And and we've seen it be Aaron Gordon before. We we've seen it be Porter in in some spots. We've seen it be uh, Caldwell Pope in some spots. It's got to be somebody though. It can't be. It can't just be those two guys. There, that's not enough to beat this Suns team. I was. I've been kind of a Suns doubter uh, because I've been a Show me. Show me that you can win uh-huh, a big uh-huh. series in the playoffs. I, and they haven't. So I, my general thought is to be against them. They've surprised me in this series playing as tough as they have. I, it, it feels, honestly, it feels like a coin toss going down the stretch here. What What's the series price right now? Well, it's plus 135 on the Suns if you want to take them to win the series. If you want to lay it with the Nuggets, it's minus 165. So think about that. You said, after you said the the number on the Sixers series, which is also 2-2. Yeah. What was it? You say minus 330? It's minus 330 Celtics plus 260 Sixers. So it's exactly twice what it is the price on on the Nuggets Pretty much, yep. So, and you said, well, they've got home court advantage. Well, so do the Nuggets. Uh Like, some something. But one team is a seven-point dog in Game Five. The other team's a four-point dog in Game yeah, Five. I, I get it. It just feels like the. I, and I, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the Suns are being a little. I, I don't know that the Suns are being overvalued. I, I think that the Suns are properly valued because they've got the. They, on paper, they've got the best team. Yeah. They just have not performed like they're the best team. They get the win last night, though, and and you know it's an it's an even series now. Whether or not these games have been close or not doesn't really matter. Like they, they're it's now two two, and they've got the more talented team on paper. So uh, I, I feel like 
I if I had to if I had to, a free bet on both these series, I would take the dog in both. Does it? Does your opinion of the Suns change, or maybe not change? Does is your opinion affected by seeing the way they've played and won these last two games without Chris Paul? I I don't think Chris Paul is a, a dude anymore. I, I feel like yeah. Chris Paul is out there for he's like a an emotional leader maybe. Like I, when Chris Paul limped off the other day, I said, well, yeah, that's about right. I, I don't if if the Suns were like counting on Chris Paul. Like the the only way the Suns could win an NBA championship was if Chris Paul stayed healthy for the entirety of the playoffs. Yeah, then we wouldn't have been taking the Suns this seriously anyway. Chris Paul's the fourth best player on the Suns when he's right. Uh, this is Kevin Durant and Devin Booker's team. Like, but does it, it make them better that now somebody else is handling the ball and facilitating things? I mean, did you think campaign was particularly good? No, yeah, it's sure. not I, about that. It's just maybe it, I don't know. Maybe it opens it up. Maybe it gives Booker more control. Uh, what, what you Booker know? What? Had Twelve assists last night. Booker's like maybe the best. He's like Jimmy Butler. He, yeah. He's like uh, the best playoff player in the world. Like <laughs> so, whatever, whatever. It, if it means that you know he's getting more touches with Chris Paul on the sideline, maybe they need to keep Chris Paul over there because whatever Devin Booker's doing is working. That's yeah. that's what the Suns need to focus on. Keep letting Devin keep letting Devin Booker cook whatever you want to call it yep so game five uh, uh is back in denver tomorrow night and uh well nuggets four and a half point favorites over the suns total of 228 we have uh, a series continuing tonight in the nba and series that could be even much like the two that we saw last night or series that could go to 3-1 the miami heat have a 2-1 lead over the Knicks, and they are home with a chance to go up 3-1. Same thing with the Lakers, up 2-1 over the Warriors at home with a chance to go up 3-1. I, I think both these teams, the Knicks and the Warriors, backs are against the wall here. I, the, the way these series have gone, if they go down 3-1, I think you, you might as well wrap things up. The, the Knicks particularly should be concerned because the one game that they won... Without Jimmy Butler. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... I think they they should be really thanking their lucky stars that they're they're in this thing right now, but it feels like in the Knicks surprised me when they beat the Cavs. I thought okay, well they're, now they're playing an eight seed. Maybe they they got a chance to do so. I whatever magic the Knicks had, they used it all up mm. in that first series because they've looked pretty terrible uh, in these two losses to the Heat. The Heat are four and a half point favorites tonight. Low total two oh six and a half. Any interest on either side or total? I mean, I generally lean to to the unders here, but no. I, I think that, that number feels about fair. Do you feel like the Knicks are, are better than a, a, a possession in this one? They're, they're, they're certainly better than getting blown out like they did in game three. They're, they're, they're not that game, team. Game three had to be disheartening for that yes. team. That, that was a, a real – but here's the other thing. And I, I heard Knicks fans saying, well, the Knicks aren't going to shoot that poorly again in game four. Okay. The Heat also shot terribly. Yeah. It, like, if you shoot like the Heat shot in game three and you win by 19 points, mm -hmm. that means that, like, there's something. It, it, the Heat were 7 of 32 from three. That's 22%. That's oh, that's not good. That's not good. If you shoot 22% from three and you win by 19, you're a lot better than that team, it feels like to me. Yeah. So uh, 
the, the Knicks are the ones that have something to prove to me here. I, the, the Heat feel like they are the, the, the team to back. Serious price right now. Heat minus 230. Knicks plus 190. I, I actually think there is value on the Heat at minus 230 right now. Well, we can compare it to another series. The Celtics are minus 330, and that's a 2-2 series. This is a 2-1 series right it's now. It's crazy. Yeah. I, the, the, the Sixers are the most criminally undervalued team <laughs> in, in this playoff. I stand by that. The second game of the doubleheader tonight, Warriors at the Lakers. Lakers are three-point favorites. By the way, the Miami Heat are four-point favorites. Four-and-a-half-point favorites, excuse me, in this game tonight. The Lakers are three-point favorites over the Warriors. Total 227-and-a-half. And the Warriors. Speaking of backs, teams that got blown out. Yeah, backs against the wall. But we've seen them in this situation before and we've seen them respond. Yeah. Steph, uh, not great in, in game three. And the, I think this warriors team more than any other warriors team that they've had can't afford for Steph not to be great. Uh, you know, because Wiggins was meh. Clay Thompson was not great either. They, it, it, it's really gotta be Steph carrying this team and Steph had a, an okay game. Uh, in game three, that's not good enough. They, they, he can't just be okay. Like he has to be Devin Booker, Jimmy Butler, nuclear for this Warriors team to compete. And he'd done that for a good chunk of this playoffs. And it was like, yeah, okay, the Warriors can do something. It, it, games like he had in game three, they're just not there. Total 30 and a half for Steph Curry tonight. I mean, I, it's, I believe that is that number is very correlated to to who wins this game. I don't know if he goes over or under it, but I think it's very correlated. I think the other issue is there's not there, and we I think we mentioned this after game one was game one the one that the that's the first game the Lakers won right. And I said I don't know how the Warriors defend Anthony Davis. Uh -huh. Like I don't know what they can do to to keep him from just getting whatever he wants. And I'll be honest, in, in game three it felt like. He got whatever he wanted, and had he wanted more, he could have gotten more. Yeah. And he just, it, it seemed like his, you know, got his fill early, and they had a big lead, and he didn't need more. I still I still believe he is a really big issue matchup-wise for, uh, for the Warriors. And, you know, I, at this point, he's the best player on that team. It's not LeBron James. It's Anthony Davis is the guy you've got to stop. And so far, the Warriors haven't shown – an ability to stop him. So until they do, it's it's hard for me to think the Warriors are going to make something happen here, particularly on the road where, you know, yeah. their, their woes system, are documented. System, we know. Yep. Uh, so here's the series price, and let's compare it to where we are with the other series. So Suns and Nuggets are tied at 2-2. Nuggets are minus 165. Celtics and the Sixers are tied at 2-2, but the Celtics are minus 330. The Heat are up two games to one, and they're minus 230. Lakers are up two games to one, minus 195. Warriors plus 160 on the comeback. Mm. Clearly, the Warriors are getting the most love out of anybody in the market as far as a team down in the series right now that could come back. Because I'll tell you right now, Warriors win this game, this line might flip, and the Warriors might be minus 195 in the series. Oh, well, they'll they'll certainly be favored. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is, you know, it it's hard to picture the Warriors losing another game at home. So even if they if they lose this game and they're down three one, they know well two of the next three games would be in Golden State, and it, all they got to do is win one road game. Yeah, uh, I, I think that and it's the the Warriors are an easy team to believe in. It's easy to say, oh, I can picture them doing that because we've seen them do it. Yeah, of course. So I, I get why the numbers are that. Um, it, it, 
I think there's pro- you're, you're probably paying a premium on the Warriors right now. I wouldn't want to do it. All right. Uh, I might be interested in it. All right. I might be. That's the NBA action. They'd have to buck the system. They will. For tonight. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got, like, a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them, because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1. But I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. If you have the Grand Salami over... In yesterday's Stanley Cup playoff action, it was a no-sweat winner. <laughs> Probably the easiest win you've ever had in your gambling life. Did it go over in one game? No, it didn't go over in one okay. game. It's but it was, you, pro- you felt good, though, after that one game. You felt great after the Devils beat the Hurricanes 8-4. Everyone saw 12 points coming in that game. They're called did. goals in hockey, not points. But yes. No, I like to call them points. 12 goals were scored. Tw- is, or 12 points. This is the type of stuff. Depending if you're American or Canadian. This is the type of stuff where it's like, I, you can't you can't explain it. You know, I, I sit here and I'm like, all right, I like the Devils to win this game. But I feel like the Devils are going to lock it down defensively. We saw a, a low-scoring defensive battle in game three against the Rangers when they had their backs against the walls. That's probably going to be a, a similar a similar situation. And, okay, they're up 3 nothing after the first period. Vitek Vanacek got the start in net. It's kind of like the same thing, you know, where the reverse, though, of what happened in the Rangers series where Vanacek started games one and two and was bad. They go to Akira Schmid, and he saves them. 
So I kind of felt that's the same thing that's going to happen here. Schmid was bad in games one and two. They switched back to Vanacek, and he, he had a good first period. 3 nothing. All right. We're on pace here. Well, we're not on pace, but we feel good about it. Then all of a sudden, from 3 nothing Devils, it became 4 nothing. Then 4-1. Then 5-1. And then 5-2 at the end of the second period. And then the third period was, I, I mean, I don't know. A free-for-all? It's just like, it was, you know, it's like the Oprah meme. It's like, you get a goal, you get a goal, you get, everyone's just scoring. Miles Wood, Jack Hughes, Jordan Stahl, everyone just scored. Winds up being an 8-4 finish. Good good win for the Devils. Fun day for their fans. Devils now trail two games to one. Jack Hughes had a monster game with two goals, two assists. And welcome to the Stanley Cup playoffs, little brother. Luke Hughes, who made his debut in the playoffs for the Devils, two assists. Brother of Howard Hughes. Not quite. Brother of Phil Hughes. Not quite. Jack and Quinn. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was going to be my next guess, actually. You know, it's the the NHL Hughes. Hughes's. Gotcha. Yep, yep. Hughes's? The Hughes. The Hughes. It's the Hughes family. The Hughes. Yeah. But if there's more than one Hughes, are they Hugheses? No, they're just, just Hughes. They're just Hughes. Yeah. Two what? <laughs> so, <laughs> Luke Hughes, uh, two assists. And, uh, you know, um, obviously he played great in his debut. Jack Hughes had two goals, two assists as well. Devils now trail the series two games to uh, to one with that win. And the series price, obviously an adjustment because, hey, they won a game now. But they're still dogs. Devils plus 155, Hurricanes minus 185 to win the series. Uh, Can the Devils pull this off again? Can they, at least they didn't lose the first two games at home. You know, they lost the first two on the road. But this was a good win for them at home to get themselves back in this series. The next game in New Jersey is tomorrow night. Devils are minus 155 to win that game and even up the series. And it's, I'm having so much trouble in the Stanley cup playoffs, just going game by game because you almost have to absolutely erase what you saw in the last game because it just, nothing makes sense. For example, like the devils who in game one and game two combined for two goals, did, did, did it make sense to think that they were going to score eight? Of course in it this did. Game? Of course it did. You knew the offense was going to be better, but eight? eight no. Eight's prob- a probably lot. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, it's like you look at Dallas. Dallas dominated game two against the Kraken. Ottinger was great in net. And the offense, the, the offense has been fantastic. All, all playoffs long, the offense has been great. Dude, did I see Dallas losing seven to two to the Kraken last night? No, you should have. I should have because Seattle is obviously the best team in the world. They're, yeah, unbeatable. But you know, it's like you you have to erase what you saw in the last game because it would not surprise me that on tomorrow night when these two teams play again, if Dallas comes out as the winner seven to two, that's just how these playoffs have been. Uh, updated series price with the Kraken now leading. Two games to one over the Dallas Stars is the Kraken minus 130, Stars plus 110. So even though it's a 2-1 lead, 
obviously much less love for the Kraken because you have the Hurricanes are minus 185, Kraken minus 130. And the Stars are getting a lot of love, as they should. I think the Stars are a Stanley Cup winning team. I, I don't know. I, I feel like these playoff, the NHL playoffs, and, and I'm following them a little closer now than I typically would, comparing them to the NBA playoffs, the dogs are so live. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the freaking Florida Panthers, we talked about what they did in round one. Uh-huh beating, like, the best team in the history of the world. The, the Panthers, who were a Penguins lost to the Chicago Blackhawks yeah. away from not even being in the playoffs. Then they beat the best team beat in the world. Beat the Boston Bruins and are now up three games to none on the Maple Leafs after winning 3-2 in overtime yesterday. The Maple Leafs, who broke through. Yeah. They broke through. Yeah, they they, won fi- the, they finally got a win in the first round. Here it comes. Yeah, no, they're back to being the Maple Leafs now. It, it's it's a it's an upside down world. So I, honestly, the number you said on the crack, what'd you say, minus one thirty? Yeah, and they're up two one. Yep, I, I kind of dig it. I, I think the Kraken can go on and win this series. I, like, and it's you've said this a couple times. You've said there's there's a couple teams who are Stanley Cup caliber yeah. teams. It, it does like just because you're good enough to win a Stanley Cup mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're good enough to win four series. Like, it, it, like yeah. you might have all these things that it takes to be a Stanley Cup champion. It doesn't mean you can. It doesn't mean that you you can't lose. So it, it's it's been uh, it's been eye opening how live the dogs are. I'm curious in these series how much this line shifts if Dallas wins Game Four and it's two two going back to Dallas. Uh, Dallas minus one sixty probably. It, I think it will be higher. Okay, I do. I think we might see a line like we see on Carolina, New Jersey, where it's like minus one eighty, minus one eighty five. But I mean, that would take a road win. What do we What do we see if if the Kraken? Not necessarily. Hold- they, it will be best of three with two of the games. No, in I'm saying I'm saying that would. Oh, they would have would, to win game win four. Yeah, 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 of course. So what? What if the Kraken hold serve and win at home? Three to one. Yeah. What's the series price then? Probably Kraken minus three and change. Right. Yeah. So it, it's just it's very volatile. Here's what surprises me a little bit. The Panthers are up three games to none on the Maple Leafs. In the history of sports, we know it just doesn't happen with a team coming back down three games to none. There's only been one successful in baseball. It was the Red Sox, obviously, with the Yankees, as much as I like to forget that. It's never happened in the NBA. In hockey, it's happened four times. In 1942, the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup after being down three games to none. It's the only time the comeback was in the Stanley Cup final. In 1975, the Islanders came back against the Penguins after trailing 3-0 and won that series. That was the quarterfinals. In 2010, in the Eastern Semis, the Flyers came back from 3-0 down and beat the Bruins. And in 2014, in the first round, the Kings came back from 3-0 down to defeat the San Jose Sharks. Minus 1,200 doesn't seem like that high enough of odds. Like, Toronto plus 700 to come back in this series, it it should be much higher than that. (laughs) It just... Is the market telling us that people actually are betting on Toronto to come back and win this series or that they don't want to make the price high enough? It just seems like the odds of it happening are not reflected in the payouts here. First off, 
Toronto lost games one and two at home. Only 21 of 106 teams that that happened to have come back to win that series. One of those 21 were the Devils Yeah, in these playoffs. So now we're expecting that to happen again. And not only from 2-0 down losing the first two games at home, but to be down 3-0, it just seems like 7-1 to is nowhere near enough of a payout for that. Again, this is a situation where the market still wants to doubt the underdogs. And I, I don't know. I, it, like the idea that you're saying. Well, yeah, because look at the, the on Wednesday night, Toronto's minus 125 in Florida to win down 3-0. I, well, here's the other question. You're in a situation now where you could do a, a money line rollover, right? Yeah, but it's not going to be enough because if they're going to be favored in every game. Okay. They'll be favored in every game. I guess if they're favored on the road, they're going to be favored in every game. They're favored in every game. So if they're minus 125, you do your you do your $100 bet, right? Now you're at 180. Then, okay, if they win that game, the price that you're probably looking at is, I don't know, minus 170 at home in the next game. Yeah. So no, take, you're right. So you take your one, let's, you know, let's you take your 180. Now you're at 285. You do it again for the next game. You're at 450. And then let's do 450 at minus 125 in game seven or something like that, right? So let's do, you're at eight. You're, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe the, the rollover right now, if I did it that way, assuming a minus 170 line on home ice, a minus 125 price on the road, you're about 800. But honestly, if you get to 3-3, three, three, that minus 170 at home is probably more like minus 210 or something. Like it's probably... Once the series starts to go the other way, momentum yeah. goes the yes. other way, you're yes. probably not getting yes. minus 170. Correct, correct. They, you're right. If they win three straight games and it's a game seven at home, good point. But still, I just I think the seven to one is just nowhere near enough of a payout for it to happen. And congratulations to the Panthers. This just goes to show you exactly what I told you would happen after the Rangers, before the Rangers and Devils played game seven. I said the winner of this game is going to the Stanley Cup final. And so, if the Panthers get by the Maple Leafs, which history tells us they will, and then the Devils somehow get by the Hurricanes, Devils are favored in that series. Hurricanes or Devils are favored in the series against the Panthers. Sure. They're the eighth seed. And then, like I said, the winner of that goes to the Stanley Cup final, where they will play the Dallas Stars. Devils Stars, rematch of 2000. I'm sticking to my guns. That's what it's going to be. Just one game tonight, kind of like, you know, we had three games yesterday in hockey. It was a great day. Watched hockey all day. It was overload, maybe. But now we only have one game. But it's VGK. That's right. Yeah, the Knights at the Oilers. The series tied at a game apiece. Edmonton, minus 170, total of seven. They finally hooked the seven on this series, which uh, I've been waiting for. The six and a halfs, eh, not good enough. You got to push this thing higher. The Knights win game one, great performance in game one, 6-4 the final, and then Edmonton with a 5-1 win in game two, just completely flipping the script, which we've seen time and time again in this Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. It's, it's hard to bet against the Oilers with their offensive firepower. To me, I, I, just, I think I just look at totals. I, I, think, that, uh, I think we're going to just continue to see goals here. This seems, if you can get a six and a half, I'd play the over. Seven is, I think you're going to be good with it. Look at what we saw yesterday. Look how many goals we had yesterday. 
Seven to two, the Kraken win. Eight to four, Devils win over the Hurricanes. Seems like when the teams are out of it, they're really out of it. I'm not saying that it's not going to be a competitive game, but a 3-3 overtime is certainly doable. So I'm seeing six and a half cost you around minus 133, 135. It's a little too much. A seven costs you, you can get back plus 110. Mm. It's tough. See, I, six and a half minus 125 is, is a play. But not minus 133. I mm. guess maybe the thing is, where do we think the market goes in the next few hours? Seems like it seems like more books would be willing to hang a seven juice to the under than a six and a half juice to yeah. the over. Yeah. Because it, it could be a five two finish. Man, this minus one thirty three looks all right. I might take a little little stab at it based on what I've seen. I've gotten to watch a couple of VGK games. I'm just curious if the odds shift and it's seven painted across the board. I might go under. Ooh. I might reverse it. Ooh. I, it's, 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 I have to see, like, where's... Because the public loves the over, right? Sure. So they're going to hammer. That's me, Joe Public. Yes. But I need to see where, if if it's painted across the board, if more sevens start popping up, that could be, you know, that could be a sign. Okay. If we only have a couple of books at seven, mainly, like, the public books... You know the DraftKings and the FanDuel's, but the other books are st- are hanging around at like six and a half. Right now, the the sevens yeah. are DraftKings, public stations, public BetMGM, public. Yeah, yeah. What's bookmaker at? It's six and a half. What's the juice? minus one thirty five? See, but they're juiced heavily. They're juiced to the over though. Got to see where it goes in the next few hours. If you're listening to this podcast in the future, um, tell me what the weather's like. But also, where did the line move? And you know, we we'll just we'll probably just know tomorrow. Yeah, well, when the game's over, we'll know. Yeah, but we'll know which way it moved. We'll we'll know in a couple hours. (laughs) We'll see where this thing moves. (laughs) I do think though, if if you don't mind laying the juice, okay, you like the juice, I get you more juice. Vegas plus a goal and a half, because Vegas regardless of who's favored in any of these games, the underdog is absolutely live. Vegas can win in Edmonton. Edmonton obviously can win in Vegas. And I think you always have the opportunity to be in a overtime scenario where you're guaranteed the win. So at minus 165 for Vegas plus a goal and a half, that is a juice that's worth the squeeze. If, if you, if you don't mind laying the juice. AJ, you know how we said if you had the grand salami over in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs yesterday, you probably had a good day? Yes. Well, if you did it in Major League Baseball, I think you had a good day as well. Let me just read you some of the runs that occurred in baseball yesterday. Well, the Guardians-Twins game was like 2 nothing. It was a nail-biter. Yes, it was. But we had Blue That Jays, was the one. <laughs> Blue Jays scored 10. Rockies scored 13. Cardinals scored 12. Rangers scored 16. I had Rangers team total over four and a half. I think you got there. I think I got there. 16. White Sox scored 17. The White Sox scored 17. White Sox scored 11 runs in the second inning alone. Their most runs in one inning in 16 years. That is, these, 
Days like that will certainly ruin ERAs and mess up teams' averages. Like, you're looking at the Texas Rangers right now are averaging the most runs per game in Major League Baseball. Over the past week or so, they have scored 16 runs in a game, 10 runs in a game, 15 runs in a game, 18 runs oh in a God. game, 12 runs, 12 runs. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they they uh that's not the team you want to face right now. No, certainly like it's 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 boom or bust, but it's they're they're booming a lot lately the Texas Rangers. The freaking Washington Nationals scored 9 runs yesterday. Yeah, that's a real team. That's a real yeah. live baseball Good team. for them. Good for them. Uh, also yesterday, Garrett Cole had a great first uh, five innings for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Good for you. You had the uh, Yankees first five, I right? had Yankees first five. They were up, what was it? Oh, six to two, I think, at the end of uh, five I innings. so, yeah. But then the bottom of the sixth happened. And Garrett Cole, who was arguably pitching like a, the American League Cy Young winner, gives up five runs in the bottom of the sixth inning, not going to be good for the old ERA. No. Yeah, and the same thing, Sonny Gray the other day, too. He gave up a bunch of runs, so it's... um, it's, it's And after, once Dylan Seastay stopped being a fun day, it's, yeah. it's wide open, everybody. Yeah, it's wide, wide open. open. Uh, speaking of wide open, let's take a look at what we have on the schedule here on Monday, which includes a Sunday night baseball fade. Yes, we will get to that in... Just a moment. But we got the Tigers at the Guardians. And starting for the Tigers is Joey Wentz. Starting for the Guardians is Tanner Beebe. This is a Cleveland, Made up person, by the way. Cleveland minus 195, total of eight. And, I mean, the Tigers took two of three from the Cardinals over the weekend. So it's like they're playing okay baseball. Guardians just don't really score a lot. They just play so many low-scoring games. Total on this one's eight. Um, I don't think the Tigers had a game that has reached eight runs since losing seven to one at the Red Sox on April 30th. So this will obviously be a nine to seven. Yes, baseball clearly, game. clearly. The Rays are at the Orioles, Tampa Bay minus 178. Shane McClanahan day, Shane O'Mac, six and oh, with a 2.03 ERA. Kyle Gibson in his four and one record goes for the Orioles. Ooh, good matchup. It is a good matchup, but it just feels like it's it's Shane Day. Yeah, Shane first five day. Although yesterday was Garrett Cole day, and we saw how that went. Like but Garrett Cole first five was the <laughs> maybe, winner. Maybe Shane first five. So maybe Shane first five. Rockies are at the Pirates. Pittsburgh minus one seventy eight total of eight and a half. Mitch Keller goes for Pittsburgh. Kyle Freeland. For the Rockies, I just don't like the Rockies when they're winning on the road, and then all of a sudden, like it's it's like, man, like are they good? I mean, the, the Rockies probably not. The Rockies took two of three from the Mets in City Field. They also had a sweep of the Brewers in this series before that. This is a team that has won six. No, wait, yeah, six of its last seven games. They're fourteen. They're 14 and 21 on the year. They've won six of their last seven. That's crazy. Uh, they stepping in front yeah, of that don't, bus. Don't, don't get suckered into thinking they're good, though. Yeah, they're still okay. the Rockies. Pirates minus 178. Yankees host the A's. Yankees minus 220. Total of eight and a half with Nestor Cortez on the mound. J.P. Sears goes for the A's. The A's um, were unable 
to sweep the Royals. They won the first two games of the series against the Royals, including a 12-8 finish in the first game of that series, but they lose 5-1 yesterday. Royals were a system play, believe it or not, and that did hit uh, at the getaway day system play I'm talking about. Yankees' A's just feels like, yeah, the Yankees are minus 220, but how bad are the A's, man? And And Nestor Cortez is coming off his worst performance of the season, one of his worst performances in like over a year. Doesn't feel like a team you want to lay minus 220 with right now. Certainly not, but it's it's the Oakland A's. It's, it's Nestor Cortez. It's, ugh. Eh, I don't know, but you're right. The price the price might be too high here. Maybe maybe a Yankees run line, although you don't like run lines with home teams. So it's there's good, it's got to be a way to play the Yankees. Maybe Yankees first five minus a half a run. How does that sound? I'll pass. All right, Dylan Ciste, are you going to pass or are you going to play? Uh, they're playing the White Sox, right? The, or, I mean, the, the Royals? Yes. I might ha- I might have to play Dylan Ciste against that bad lineup. It's Cease against Granky. Okay. White Sox at the Royals. White Sox minus 135. Any fear that you're betting on a team that just scored 17 runs yesterday? A little bit. A little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm, I may do like a team total under or something on the Royals. I don't want to back the White Sox. I just want to back Dylan Cease here. And he's. it's been a while since we had a, a celebration-worthy Dylan Cease day. Yeah, I feel like his, his last, last three starts have last, been rough. Last three starts, he allowed four runs in five innings to the Twins, six runs in four innings to the Rays, three runs in four innings to the Rays again, four runs in six innings to the uh, Baltimore Orioles. We have not had a good Dylan Cease day in since April 10th. Feels like that could this could be the the team to get him right though, the Royals. You would think they do have the worst offense in Major League Baseball. Yeah. So if there was ever a game, I could just see it. I could just see it tonight. And Vinny Pasquintino takes Cease deep. <laughs> uh, make that bet right now. Anyway, uh Dodgers at the Brewers. This is a Sunday night baseball fade system. The Dodgers coming off the Sunday night game with the travel. They are in Milwaukee, Milwaukee, land of the people. As uh, Freddie Peralta gets the start for the Brew Crew, Tony Gonsolin will go for the Dodgers. It is the third start for Gonsolin. Went three and a third, scoreless innings in his first outing. Four and two thirds, give up three runs in his second outing. You have to imagine he's still building up the arm strength. He won 80 pitches in his last outing. Probably should be good to go around 90 to 100 in this game. But Sunday night fade. The Sunday night fade this year, betting against the teams that played on Sunday night baseball and then travel for a game on Monday, three and one. So you're up two units. And... A lot of these teams are not scoring runs. So maybe a Dodgers team total under, maybe a game under. It's at eight and a half. Find some way to fade the Dodgers here. Cardinals are at the Cubs. Chicago minus 145 with Marcus Stroman on the hill. Miles Michaelis goes for the Cardinals. It's Cubs or pass for me because it's clearly an advantage. Although Goldie hit three home runs yesterday for the Cardinals as they avoided the sweep. They were a system play, so good for the Cardinals, but still a putrid, putrid season right now. In St. Louis, the Astros are at the Angels, and Patrick Sandoval goes for LA. Hunter Brown, your boy AJ, yeah. goes for the Astros. Houston's minus 120 on the road. What do we think of that? Eh, Hunter Brown's one of the few pitchers right now for the Astros that I trust. Uh, Good point. If, if they're, but they're 
they're not breaking out of their early season swoon the way they have the last few years. So they're they're playing 500 ball right now. Minus 120, maybe I, I can get there, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm not thrilled about it. Certainly, the Diamondbacks will host the Marlins. Arizona minus 220. Zach Gallon is on the mound, looking to bounce back from a horrendous outing in which he gave up three runs in five innings. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, ERA ballooned to 2.53. I just, I don't get it. I mean, this is a guy, what, you go four straight starts without allowing, without allowing a single run, and now, like, I, I'm supposed to bet on you again after you give up three runs? I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Nah. I love this guy. He's he's a he is my favorite pitcher. <laughs> You're back on the wagon. He's my favorite pitcher in baseball right now. Braxton Garrett goes for the Marlins. To me, this is going to be some sort of Arizona first five play. Back in Gallon, maybe a Marlins team total under in the first five. Anyway, I can back Gallon. I'm going to be all over it. Rangers are at the Mariners. John Gray goes for the Rangers. Logan Gilbert for the Mariners. Now you have a Rangers team that just scored what was it, 16 runs. I told you that they're the highest scoring team in baseball, and now they are underdogs in Seattle. Seattle minus 160. You want a piece of this Rangers at plus money? No, thank you. Yeah, Gilbert's been, I don't know. I think he's been underperforming. Maybe so. You know what? Now that I think about it, plus money on the Rangers. How about over seven and a half? Yeah, it's a really low total for this offense. Because I was going to say Gilbert's kind of underperformed. You expect him to bounce back a little, but John Gray's not exactly been great either. Yeah. Maybe it's an over. Maybe it is an over. I'll have to, I'll have to check the weather on that one. Uh, Giants host the Nationals, San Francisco minus 225. Anthony DiSclefani against um, Jake Irvin. DiSclefani's had a really nice season. He's got a 2.13 ERA, just through eight shutout innings against the Astros. He is. He's really had a resurgence. So to me, it's it's any way to back Di Sclafani in, I don't know, maybe the first five or maybe just the Giants for the game. Giants, I don't like doing run lines with home teams, but yeah, I definitely give them the advantage here over the Nationals. And especially, it's just a, it's a big, uh, it's a big pitching advantage with Di Sclafani on the hill. So that's the Major League Baseball board coming up for tonight. Uh, a quick look at the weather in Seattle. For tonight, because I was thinking maybe the wind or something. That's if why is that total so low? Like you would think. I don't know. Um, no, we don't. Nothing. No good reason. Nothing. Nothing going on. I mean, they also have a roof too. So if it was bad, they could, uh, you know, close it. But not fifty-four degrees, seven point nine mile per hour winds. Nothing. Nothing crazy at all. Only wind factors for tonight should be. Mm, in Chicago, well, there's a surprise, uh, between the Cubs and the Cardinals. You know they call that the Windy City. Yeah, I believe so. 13-mile-per-hour winds at first pitch, but it's blowing towards third base, so it's not like it's going to be like a— Like directly uh, towards the base? Yeah, directly mm. towards third base. 40% chance of precipitation <laughs> at start uh, with fog, so it's going to be like a foggy night there in Chicago. And then in New York, yes, in New York, seven, uh, 10 mile per hour winds at start— then 7.9 mile per hour winds as the day or night progresses, wind blowing out to that short porch in right field. So maybe the ball gets up in the wind and we'll see it carry. So there you go. Uh, that is the uh, weather report as we take a look at the Doppler radar 
here this on the Mega Doppler on straight out of Vegas. Hey, um, hey, head on over to pregame.com and you can jump on board any daily best bet package or season long subscription package. Maybe you just want to try out one of your favorite pregame pros for a, a week or maybe a month. Well, you can do that as well. We have seven-day all-access packages, 30-day all-access packages. You can get sports-specific, like a 30-day MLB package. Lots of things to uh, get at pregame.com for whichever sport you would like to bet on, which is why the promo code BET20 is going to get you 20% off anything you'd like at pregame.com. BET20. You can bet on it. 20% off at pregame.com. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe, follow Straight Out of Vegas AM wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas AM. You'll get it on any of your podcast players. We also publish this podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview podcast feed. So if you're listening on the Dream Preview feed, Make sure you subscribe and follow Straight Out of Vegas AM as well, and you'll never miss an episode. We are here Monday through Friday. Episodes are out probably before you wake up because that's that's how we roll. That's how we roll. Bet 20, 20% off at pregame.com. For AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are Straight Out of Vegas AM.